It's time for the Wrestling Inc. Wrestling Perspective Podcast. What's going on, everybody? First and foremost, I'm Dennis Farrell. He's Petey Williams. How's she going, eh? I miss that, Petey. How are you, bud? Oh, Dennis, I couldn't be better right now. Where on earth is Petey Williams today? You know, that's a good question. I don't know exactly the city I'm in right now as we speak. Um, I could maybe find something. This is like a escape the room. I'm in a hotel room. Just outside of Boston, Massachusetts. Um, yeah, just waiting to go to uh, drive a little bit north to Maine. Um, I got a wrestling show up there, Limitless. It's called, I don't know if it's like Limitless Pro Wrestling or Limitless Wrestling. or It's Limitless. It's called Limitless. Um, a lot of good guys are going to be on the show. Uh, I'm wrestling uh, M-Dog 20 or Matt Cross, as most people know him as. Um, I think... I think Teddy Hart was supposed to be on the show, but I don't know if he went back uh, to jail in Texas. I, I I don't know. So I don't know if he's going to be on the show or not. I'm, I'm going to be uh, anxious to know when I get to the show if he's going to be there or not. You and I found out. What? While you're gone, Ring of Honor's here. Um, were they here? I think they are Last here. weekend? Oh, they were here last weekend. Why didn't we go to that? Um... Are you? I don't. I, that's a good question. Oh, you know what? My son's first birthday party. That's why I didn't that go. Makes I think it, it was Saturday night. I had a show in Toronto on Sunday, um, but yeah, they they did the like soaring eagle cup, um, and yeah, like here's the thing: those shows are what they call sold shows. Mm-hmm. So they're probably just using like their contracted talent and stuff like that. It's kind of going to be like a. Like like a skeleton crew of type of wrestlers, um, a be- and they they have a, like a time limit. So a sold show is like pretty much the casino paid them money up front, like or they negotiated like yeah, this is how much it's going to cost to you know run the show, so that Ring of Honor doesn't have to worry about ticket sales and promoting and and selling out the building and all that stuff. That's on the the building to do that. So uh, yeah, and I think they have to keep it between a certain length of time and all that kind of stuff. I don't know if they filmed any of that for their upcoming television and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, sold show. Um, I heard that uh, I think Dalton Castle won the Soaring Eagle Cup tournament thingy. Um, so good for him. Wow. I, I I just saw that the other day, and I thought, man, I wonder why we didn't go to that. That would have been kind of fun. But there you go. Congrats, Ring of Honor. You guys are going to make a name of yourselves. <laughs> going to, huh? Going. Okay. These kids, oh, man, that up and coming group, man. You never know what's going to happen. These kids have potential. <laughs> let's let's start hitting a ton of news here because we're not really going to talk about Raw SmackDown. Uh, that happened earlier in the week. We're actually recording later in the week than we wanted to, but uh, that, such is life. But there's still a lot of news that I want to go over with you, and let's talk about the three that got released: Emma, D- Darren Young, and Summer Rae. Summer Rae and Darren Young didn't surprise me much. Apparently, Emma had some backstage heat. That's what's starting to come out now. Uh, Here's the thing. Emma didn't really do much. She was a still character, and the internet flipped out about it, and they were like, you know, oh, why isn't uh, Fox or somebody else getting released? And uh, Fox has been there, what, 10 years? I I feel like she's a team player. You ask her to do something, she goes out, she does it, and she does it good. She's not the greatest wrestler, but she's a better entertainer than Emma is. And I feel like this is good for Emma now. She can go back and do 
you know, what some of these indie guys have done is reinvent themselves and then come back to the E a little bit later. Yeah. I mean, and that's, I think that's the goal. Um, I never know what they're thinking when they release people, you know, I could have been, a, a you know, a, the, she had heat, whatever the case may be. Darren Young didn't surprise me. They weren't uh, doing much with him. It seems like his wrestling style is kind of, uh, you know, passe, like just like, uh, it's not the new style of wrestling that WWE's going towards. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even if you look at Randy Orton, like he's not even in the new style, but you know, he's kind of adapting to it pretty well. Um, and he still has that huge name value. Uh, but you know, Darren Young, I, you know, I kind of saw that coming. Uh, and then Summer Rae, I mean, I don't even know if she actually wrestled. Um, I know she was a manager, like, wasn't she Bandango's manager or something like that? So I, I don't know what they had for her. I haven't, I don't think I've seen her for a while. Um, but yeah, Emma's a little bit surprising, kind of, not really, but she's like, you know, um, a blonde-haired wrestler. They have a lot of those that are a, a lot better than her. You could, you could throw um, a rock nowadays and hit a blonde-headed female wrestler. Yeah, I mean, it, it is what it is. And so hopefully she could go back on the indies, make a name for herself, and then, you know, maybe do something even bigger and better. Maybe they'll be knocking at her door again to, to call her back like they did with other wrestlers so you never know what the future is going to bring to you when it comes to the professional wrestling world let's talk about news coming out that uh it looks like on this coming smackdown it's going to be aj styles versus jinder mahal for the championship and i'm not sure but does aj wrestle earlier in the night too against rusev to see who's going to be on team smackdown which in my opinion that's going to play a part in aj losing there's no way at this point in the game, AJ Styles beats Jinder Mahal for the championship on SmackDown, right? Yeah, I agree for uh, two parts. Um, because to have like a throwaway, it's not it's not a throwaway match. Like they do have a storyline and stuff like that, but it's been built up for like what? Not even a week. Like they just announced this like, oh yeah, and a, a week. Okay, we'll say it's a, a week buildup. Um, so, and they're not going to make the title switch unless they're trying to do like a flashy, like, like get a buzz going, but that's not WWE style. Um, I could see something like impact doing that or something. Cause they've done it before to try to get like the ratings up and stuff that, and, um, it's going to be like kind of pre-recorded, um, because they're going to be overseas. So it's probably going to be taking place like, um, earlier on in the day where the internet will already have all the results and stuff like that. And there's no way they're going to do a title switch of that magnitude on a pre-recorded show. Um, and then have the news get out prior to it actually airing on SmackDown. Although they could do that as well so that they're almost guaranteed a ratings boost to watch AJ win the title. Although I don't think it's going to happen. I, I'm with you. I cannot foresee this thing going down like that. The promotional posters are already dumb for SummerSlam. Uh, they're not going to change all that stuff around. You know, if you go to some bars, they have promotional SummerSlam, SummerSlam, not SummerSlam, Survivor Series posters up. So there's there's no way they're going to change anything this late in the game, this close to what's kind of gearing up to be a major pay-per-view. Yeah, I don't think those – I mean, stranger things have happened, like the mumps that just went around. I'm sure Roman Reigns is all over that promotional poster. But, yeah, if they can help it, they're – I don't think they'll switch it because they have um, this upcoming Sunday. They'll have two weeks build up. Um, although, I mean, I think everybody, everybody would rather see 
AJ Styles versus Brock Lesnar than Jinder Mahal versus Brock Lesnar. <sighs> I'm on the fence because I feel like you're just feeding someone to Brock Lesnar. And I don't yeah. and I, and I don't want to see AJ Styles get fed to Brock Lesnar right now. To me, all you're doing is building Brock Lesnar up and you're using this pay-per-view to build Brock Lesnar up. Jinder Mahal is going to be fed. Whether he loses or in Apparently now, John Cena is going to be the special guest ref referee. And a few uh, uh, interesting names that were tossed out there was The Rock and Stone Cold. I'd almost rather see a retired wrestler that used to be, excuse my language, a badass over a current John Cena. Because unless John Cena is going to insert himself into this match, and that's not his style, it doesn't matter to me that John Cena is a special guest referee. Um, so is this has this been confirmed that he's going to be the special it, guest? It referee? sounds like know. it. You know, I kind of looked through the internet and they said, you know, I guess apparently during the uh, the siege of the Raw, if you you know, zoom in one of the pictures, they have a, a, a Survivor Series poster with John Cena in the referee shirt. Now, is he going to be the referee for the? SmackDown versus Raw, five on five or four on four, whatever it is, team, or is he going to be a special guest referee for the title, the the, the heavyweight versus heavyweight the, match, the heavyweight I, versus heavyweight match, gender ver? Although it would make more sense to have Cena yeah. as a match because he's kind of in between brands. Yeah, that's why I think it would make more sense if he's because it doesn't seem like they have any uh, middle ground player at all, mm -hmm. like. Uh, even the commissioners or whatever have like Stephanie's more towards like what raw and then Shane smack that like, there's no middle ground person. I mean, Vince. Yeah. But Cena's is the only one that kind of goes back and forth. So it would kind of make sense if he was the guest referee in that five on five match. I, I didn't even think about that, which is you're right. Very interesting. And you know, someone asked me yesterday, uh, one of my good friends, Ryan, who has a podcast, I tweeted it out. We'll talk about the podcast, his podcast here in a second. You're actually doing this podcast, uh, not Ring Rust, but the other one. Uh, is this the um, WCSX one? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. So we're going to be doing that probably, uh, I think, the week after next. I know, I don't know if he has stuff lined up or anything like that. Um, next week, I'm gone to Canada the entire week. I'm going to be all my days are going to be shot for all those the bound for glory and tv tapings and stuff so uh yeah it'll be interesting I, wcsx i mean that's that's pretty cool from where we come from that's the classic rock station that's been around since god since i was a kid around the so, ring it, you know yeah. the same company where i worked at espn owned wcscss so wcsx yeah i said yeah no, like. I, and I, I i still listen to the channel i mean they were actually going to go bankrupt um not too long ago, I can't remember who saved them out of the bankruptcy. Uh, man, it was one of the, like a, like a Detroit native of some sort. Right. I wish I could remember, but uh, I'm glad to see they didn't because I still love that cha that uh, station. Go download Around the Ring with Ryan. It's a it's a fun podcast. I listen to it. I like it, and I'm gonna tell you guys to go do it too. But he threw out Survivor Series, Raw versus SmackDown. Would you like to see NXT involved in this match somehow? Oh, good question. I said no. Um, There's no payoff. You can't have NXT beat the main roster because then you, you, you take away, you know, the importance of being brought up to the main roster. And you can't have NXT lose because then you just bury them in five seconds. And, you know, now they're 
even worse than 205 Live. I, I feel like the way to protect them is to not have them anywhere near the Survivor Series match. You know what? Yeah, you're right. I, I don't mind because usually when NXT guys make an appearance, and it doesn't necessarily mean they're getting called up to the roster, is uh, the Andre the Giant Battle Royal at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. They'll, they'll throw one or two guys in there. And then uh, the Royal Rumble, too. They might have a guy or two in there. So just as like a kind of like quick little surprise or whatever, just probably to see how the crowd reacts to um, an NXT guy on the main roster. I think that's why they, they do it more. Um, but, yeah, Survivor Series – I mean, they'd have to do a whole different um, storyline where WWE guys would have to go to NXT and bathe there, and then NXT guys come up to, you know, rot. the only the only way it would work is if there was a group of NXT guys getting weight to called up to the main roster, and they kind of invaded um, Raw or SmackDown to challenge those guys, and then that was like their plug into coming into the main roster. That's the only way it would work. I, I'd be okay with that, but I, I just cannot see NXT being involved because you're not going to bury any of your main superstar guys that it just came from NXT too, in Bobby Roode's case, t- to put over NXT itself. You just can't do it. No, I, I agree 100%. I, I don't think it should happen. Nope. You know, and another idea I had, and this is, is strictly for me, I thought about... You know, we talk about stables, it seems like, every week on this podcast, right? Yes. What if you brought the NWO back, but only as a woman's stable? Oh, how would that work, though? I think you could make it. Instead of doing, like, the four women horsemen and all this stuff, and you're talking about bringing Ronda Rousey back, she could not be your Hulk Hogan, but, I mean, you could almost write it the same way, where you could... I My envisioning of this is... You have Sasha Banks started. She is the, the the main NWO character, bringing a couple other women, and she just whether it's Raw or SmackDown, her little groups just starts taking out people. It, it worked with the club and all this stuff, but you bring the NWO back as just a woman's faction who floats between both shows. I think it works. I don't think the fans would go for it still being called the NWO. You'd have, you'd have to call it something else just because when you think the NWO, you think of members that like wrestlers used to be members of NWO. Mm-hmm. So just to make a whole new group, um, I don't like that. I look at that, that as the equivalent of when Scott Hall and Kevin Nash went to WCW, they left their characters, they created the NWO. You go back to WWE and they still had a Razor Ramon and Diesel, but it was played by different characters. Everybody just totally crapped all over that. Like, that, that didn't work. Um, so even though they own the names, it's it's not the same when you don't have the actual characters playing that. If it was like, you know, the, the sons or, or, or siblings or, or daughters or whatever of those um, previous NWO members, sure, yeah. Like, you know, Curtis Axel, he could be in it because his dad, Mr. Perfect, was an NWO member at one point. So, I mean, you could do it like that, maybe, but I don't think you could do it when people don't have any relation to the group. And by the way, everybody, we are quick hitting on a lot of different topics right now because we don't know how long this podcast is this week. It could be 17 minutes. It could be 25 minutes. PD is you know out of town, has a show, and... So we're just trying to hit on as many things as we can super quick before PD has to go. I mean, that's essentially why we're just boom, 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 boom this week. Yeah. 
Exactly. Because uh, we could talk about the NWIO idea for 10 more minutes, but we're just going to move on. Uh, yeah. You know, I don't know much about it. I guess his name is uh, Leo Rush. Oh, uh, yeah, Leo Rush, yeah. He, yep, yep. How much do you know about him? And we can talk about this tweet thing that he got in trouble for tweeting about Emma getting fired. And it was a very tongue-in-cheek thing, a tweet. Basically said something along the lines of, you know, I guess that's what happens when you're not ready for Asuka. And, you know, talking to Emma. Boom, major heat. I mean, I think this past week he was booked to get him versus the entire roster in a yeah. match. Um, so with that tweet, First, I mean, I understand he was trying to make a joke, but I mean, man, such bad timing, you know, that's like ugh, way too soon after 9-11, man. Like you, you <laughs> just, you, you can't make a joke like as soon as somebody gets released. That just, it can't happen. Um, because think about it. You're making a joke about somebody's life, somebody's actual life. Like she's, she's been employed with the company for a while and now she has to go out and find work. She's unemployed now. So, I mean... Totally not cool on his part. I understand that. Um, I also understand that he's young and he was trying to make a joke, you know, kind of get himself over on uh, social media, whatever. Um, I'm not going to let out my sources. I've never met. Okay. So first off, I never met Leo Rush. At least I don't think I've met him. So uh, I haven't met him. And, you know, one of my sources did tell me that uh, he's only been, you know, wrestling for like a couple years or whatever. And now he has this big break. And you know, I, I heard that he's not a good person. I, I just, I heard that. I don't know. I can't talk for myself, but I heard he's not a good person. Um, you know, he, he's like super into himself. He's very cocky and stuff like that, which is, he he's going to need to grow up fast if he's in the WWE acting like that because you, you can't act like that in that very professional business setting. Um, you know, it might work on the indies because whatever, like you're, you're not a contract to anybody, but, uh, for him to act like that, he he's he's got to stop. He's got to he's got to grow up and he's got to do it real quick. Um, and you know, and I, I've seen guys like get comfortable too quick. Like I go back to Zach Gowan. You know, he was with the company. He was shot right to the top, feuding with like Hogan and Piper. Uh, had a pay per view match against Vince McMahon um, in a storyline with Brock Lesnar, Sable, everything. And he, I think he got comfortable way too quick. You know, kind of got a little cocky. He was young, and then he got released. And Zach's a totally different person now. I love him to death. He's he's totally changed his life around. But uh, I could see Leo Rush going down that same path if he doesn't grow up uh, really quick. Okay. Oh, that, that's interesting because I was going to ask you, as far as being thrown in a punishment match, have you ever been a part of that where maybe not you, but you were part of a match where someone was being punished? And you, you hear the stories throughout wrestling you know, this guy was a D bag, so they booked him in a five on one match or something like that. Have you ever been a part of that or witnessed that? Uh, oh yeah, I've witnessed it when guys have heat. I've never been part of it because, uh, you know, I, I, I'm pretty professional. Um, I don't treat anybody like crap. You know, I treat everybody like a human being, regardless if you're, uh, you know, a main eventer or if you're a guy that sets up the ring. Um, you know, everybody's a human being. That's how I treat it. So I've never had like a hit put out on me um but you know and i've never been that guy because i'm not a like a stiff worker or anything like that where you know they're like okay you're booked against pd and you're gonna get you know pd i want you to really lay it into him because they know it's not gonna happen um but yeah i mean there there's there's been hits been put out on people um 
I'm trying to think of one, but you know, going back and I think I've told this story before when, uh, uh, Frankie Gazarian, he, uh, was in, uh, you know, TNA and then he left to go to, uh, on good terms, he left to go to WWE, but there's always like kind of hard feelings when you leave to go to a different company. And then he worked with WWE for a while. He came back and then, uh, he was put in that serotonin group with Raven and, and, uh, I don't know, like Giant Divine. I don't know if uh, Michael Shane was in there too, but you know the whole gimmick was Raven would cane them all, um, and Johnny Divine. Johnny Divine's always had heat with the company. It seems like he's always accidentally messing up doing something. Uh, but you know, and then Frankie had heat because you know he left and then came back, and then where he got rid of his heat is he like played the part to a T. You know, wore the eyeliner. Uh, they gave him the gimmick. He ran with it, and then. You know, he's at where he's at now. You know, he got the heat off of him and all that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, I mean, he was he was put in a position where it's not a hit, but like, you know, that, that was a bad heat spot to be put in. Paige, she's set to return. Uh, my question to you is, with Paige coming back and with so much heat on Alberto El Patron and whatever he has done in his past, whether it be this last time or the time before with the WWE, can you see either side sabotaging Paige's run? Um, yeah. I mean, I, I think I think about this scenario. I've been thinking about it too, and I, yeah. I often wonder that, is, is this just going to be a bad card for Paige? If she's just showing up to work out her contract because she's not going to get a fair shake based on who she's dating – or, you know, Alberto could be angry if she doesn't, and if she's successful and wins championships, and May wants to resign. Um, I mean, that's a good question. There's so many different uh, ways of thinking about this. Like, you know, in a, in a perfect scenario, you know, if I, you know, if my wife or girlfriend or whatever fiance was a wrestler and she worked for a different company, um, you know, I'd love to see her succeed. You know, as I hope she would love to see me succeed as well. Um, but that's like a, a best case scenario. I don't know what type of relationship they have. I don't believe I've met either of them. Um, so, I mean, I, maybe they both want to work for the same company for, you know, for all we know. Maybe Paige is going back, you know, like you said, to iron out some contract stuff. And then uh, maybe her goal is to switch over to Impact to be with uh, – uh, Del Rio, who, who knows? Um, I don't think that Del Rio would go back to WWE. I don't Not even know if the door's open or anything like that. So, you know, maybe they want to be together and then this is their way of like trying to iron things out. I, it's going to be interesting to see. And I'm pretty sure that, uh, did, did they say when her return is going to be very soon is what I keep hearing. Okay. So by the, by the, I would say by the turn of the year, by, by the new year, um, we'll have a better understanding of where everybody stands with everything. Yeah, it, it, it made me wonder because you know, Patron, he just seems like that kind of guy. I've never met him, but from everything you hear, he doesn't seem like a very nice guy. Um, yeah, I've never met him, um, so I have no idea. I have heard uh, good things about him, like professionally, like he was, um, you know, another wrestler that worked him said he was very professional in the ring before and after and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I can't speak about him because I, I, I've never met him. I, I'm probably. Uh, if he's at Bound for Glory on Sunday, that's why I was just meet him on you. Sunday. Is, is he scheduled to show up? Uh, as far as I know, he was. I haven't uh, been keeping up with uh, 
the ins and out and everything like that. A lot of things have been happening in Impact. People have been mm-hmm. asking for the release from their contracts, like guys I've known for a while and stuff that have worked there for years. And it seems like there's a, a big turnaround. So as far as I know, he's going to be there. Um, I, I don't know if they've changed that. Uh, I don't know. I, I really don't know. Who's the biggest surprise right now for you that has left a company that you've known that's been there a while? Um, probably like, actually, probably like the referees, um, like, uh, Brian Hebner, he's been there since, oh man, for (laughs) not, not since the beginning, Mm -hmm. but like pretty close to the beginning of our, uh, Fox sports net, like impact days, uh, when we switched to the, the weekly television show, um, so that's a big surprise. He's been there like over 10 years for sure. And uh, even like Stifler, I remember Stifler, Brian uh, Stifler, he, uh, he he just used to like, man, like set up the ring, uh, was just hanging around. I remember he, he actually got me uh, free passes for Universal because I think he did like security there at Universal Studios. And, uh, you know, I, I can't remember who went, uh, but he met me at the gate, let us in, you know, we had a blast there and then. Uh, when I, by the time I came back to uh, TNA in 2013, you know, he was refereeing and stuff. And I think even when I left in 09, he was starting a referee. Uh, yeah. And then he was like one of their, their, their best refs, um, like as of date. So, I mean, I don't, it, it's, it's just really interesting that both of them asked for their release. I don't know if it's like a money issue. It's gotta be, um, because why would you just want to leave the company? No, it's pretty interesting to me. I, I understand. I was kind of shocked to see Rockstar Spud go, who, I, admittedly, I didn't know anything about him. I met him for the first time with you at that crazy Kobo show. Seemed like a very nice guy. Uh, we had just a couple words, moved on. But I was when I saw his name pop up and the, the rumors that he's going to NXT, it, it, I would really him, not 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 that I, I'm bagging on him. It's just. You know, you just meet the guy and then you go, oh, NXT, really? Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, no, I, I know what you mean. Um, you would think, like, you know, the next up-and-coming, like, huge deal, uh, like, indie sensation is going to go to NXT, and, like, that's obviously not him because, you know, he's been around for a while. Um, you know, I think that... Uh, I, I know that, you know, he was on a lot of storylines with Dixie and stuff like that. He got hired in when I was... Uh, you know, done with the company in 2009. So I don't know much about like who, if he was like Dixie's project, you know, like friends with Dixie or, or whoever. Um, so I really don't know why he's gone. Probably because he's like, Oh, uh, he wasn't on the last TV tapings that I was on in August. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if he was on the ones before that. Um, but he was probably thinking like, Oh, they're not using me. You know, I'm going to ask for my release and look at my other options, which is like, kudos to him. If, if that's what he's, he's going to do. Uh, kudos to him. I think he'll be at the November 11th show, at least for now. Um, oh, yeah, because he has to defend his title, right? Right. That he won. Um, yeah. He's, oh, he's I can on ask him about it then. He's on the poster, so I don't yeah, know. I, yeah, uh, I'll ask him about it then, and then after that, we could talk. <laughs> there we go. And yeah. as we're going to wrap this up, NXT War Games. They're bringing back War Games, Petey. Dude, that's awesome. Are you gonna I love it? I, I, you know what? I'm gonna watch it. 
I, I've only maybe watched one or two NXT pay-per-views, and I've never watched them live. But War Games, I'm going to watch live. Dude, NXT pay-per-views are, like, really good. And the reason why they're really good is, is you know, they're only, like, a two hours long. You know, they, they have, like, maybe five to six matches. It's not, like, a full eight, nine matches or anything like that. And they give the matches a lot of time. It's not like it's a quick eight-minute match. Like, they're good build up, built-up feuds. It's kind of like – it reminds me of old-school WWE. You know, they'll build these feuds for, like, three months or whatever rather than, you know, like a month because NXT only has a pay-per-view, like, what, four or five pay-per-views a year or something like that? Thank God. And they're really, really good pay-per-views. And these guys are, you know, still vying for a spot on the main roster. So they're out there. They're giving her. And – it's a, it's a really good show. I have not seen a bad NXT takeover yet. All right. Well, I'm excited for War Games. This will bring me back to my WCW youth. Uh, two rings. I think the main event is supposed to be like, uh, was it uh, Rose? Who's who's the Rose guy from uh, Bullet Club? Oh, um, are you talking about Adam Cole? Yeah, Adam Cole. There you go. Adam Cole. Yep. Um Fish and Kyle O'Reilly. O'Reilly and Bobby Fish. Yep. So they're called. Uh, I can't remember the name of their group. Um, the few. Uh, the it's something. It's on the tip of my tongue. I can't remember. And then they're going to be up against Sanity, which is my boy Eric Young's group. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they got Roderick Strong and so it's three. It's three teams. Roderick Strong and uh, Authors of Pain are the third group. So you know, all really good workers in there. Um, that's going to be an awesome, awesome match. I'm I'm excited. Maybe maybe we'll do an NXT like hangout. Yeah. Um when is that? I will be in Philadelphia that day. Oh, so but I guess we won't we're be not. able to hang out in person. I'll be at Tommy Dreamer's uh House of Hardcore because it's the day before uh Survivor series. Um so I probably won't be able to watch it live. Mm-hmm. What uh what do you have coming up uh, as far as shows? So uh well, uh, the one I just did past Sunday was up in Canada for Smash Wrestling. Um, it's pretty crazy because let me just talk about that for a second. It was downtown Toronto, so like we're trying to find parking. It's ridiculous, right? Um, a nice little show, you know. I main evented with Tyson Dukes, um, who is he actually? I think he used to be in Team Canada with me, uh, but you know, I he, he actually helped me along the way when I was first starting out. So Tyson, awesome guy. Uh, we had a really good. Um, I like to call it a basic match because we weren't going over there out there and killing ourselves, but we were telling a story and the crowd was really into it. So um, I like that it was a wrestling crowd that we were in front of, but you know, uh, the locker room was like kind of downstairs in the basement. And then I see Ed Nordholm walk by who is the now owner of impact wrestling and Anthem and fight TV, all, all the, all the stuff. He owns Canada billionaire, right? So he, he walks by in the locker room and this is not an impact wrestling show. And I'm like, and he pats me on the shoulder. I'm like, oh, hey, Ed, how's it going? You know, we shoot the breeze, so on and so forth. And then he leaves. And there's, it's a small locker room. So everybody's like just sitting around, no idea who this guy is. And I turned to a couple of wrestlers. I'm like, hey, you know who that was? And they're like, no. So I had to clue him in on who it was because he's not on TV. Nobody, nobody knows him just to, just to see him. And when I ask him what he's doing there, he's like, I'm going to sit and watch the show and I'm going to heckle you or heckle the guys or whatever. And I'm like, that's, that's, that's pretty cool. Um, but nobody like really knows what he looks like and all that stuff. So I thought that was very interesting that, you know, a billionaire just walks through the locker room and nobody bats an eye at it cause they don't even know. 
Um, and he doesn't dress like in the suit and stuff like that. He just dresses like a normal dude. You know, he's got his uh, jeans on with his like flannel shirt and he's good to go. Um, so great show there. Had a really fun time at Smash. Looking forward to going back. Uh, next show is coming up, obviously, tonight, um, Saturday, November 3rd, uh, is uh, Limitless. And this is that's in uh, Maine. Um, and I think they on Twitter, I just saw that they released 40 more tickets for the event or something like that. So it's probably going to be standing room only or I don't know, maybe they got extra chairs or something like that. Um, so that's that's tonight. And then Sunday. I know today's today's Friday, right? I said Saturday, November 3rd. It's Friday, November 3rd. Um, Sunday bound for glory. That's, that's the big one. I'm, I'm looking to win my X division title back. Um, and it's going to be, if I do win the X division title, it'll be the first time that a Canadian born wrestler has won gold, like impact gold, a championship on their home turf in their home country. So that'll be, uh, th- that's what I'm looking at. I-, I want another historic type of, uh, you know, thing to attach to my name. I want to be able to do that. And then, uh, it's TNA, um, impact tapings all week. And then Saturday, it's going to be, uh, the 11th. It's going to be me and you up at uh, XICW. Yeah. I'm still trying to work it, man. And, uh, the birthday show, we're just going to call it the birthday show. Cause it's the I birthday look, show. I'm turning 40. Come out. Yeah, that's uh, it's Dennis's uh, 40th XICW birthday show. <laughs> yeah, don't tell XICW <laughs> that. They'll be like, who, From, who the hell's Dennis? <laughs> Who's Dennis? Come on. <laughs> well, um, you and I know. Birthday show. Hey, I'm not even the second most fam- famous person on this podcast. Who's the second most famous person? I don't know, but it's not me. Is that, okay. <laughs> um and then the weekend after that, I'll be uh, back for House of Hardcore uh, for Tommy Dreamer. I think we're in, like, New Jersey and Philly, um, probably at the ECW Arena uh, on the Saturday. And uh, I think he's filming for Twitch, I'm pretty sure. Um, so, I mean, I'll know more info on that uh, for the upcoming weeks. Uh, and then that, that's what I got for right now. We got one more show after Thanksgiving, Smash Wrestling, and then I'll bring us right into December. Oh, do you have anything in December that's uh, local? Or uh, I, you know, time? I might have Clash Wrestling again. Okay. Um, what was the holdup with that? I don't know. I don't remember. And then I am not. I repeat, I am not on the uh, Border City Wrestling show in Belleville that's coming up in December third. Even though it's like ten minutes from my house. How, how come uh, you're not on that? But like, like a lot of. Guys will be there and stuff from Impact, so I, I don't I don't know why. I mean, uh, there's obviously got to be some sort of reason. Maybe it's a, a budget thing. Maybe I'm way too expensive. Um, I I don't know. Do you, I think I think you know the Booker of that show, right? I do know the Booker because he trained me to wrestle. Yeah. Um, and I think the last wrestling show that I that has ever been uh, held there was uh, Primetime Wrestling. Scott used to help book that show, um, and. Bobby Roode was the heavyweight champion. I remember the booker, Dave Martin, said, hey, this is our last show, Petey. I want you to beat Bobby for the heavyweight title. And I'm like, great. You give me the belt when the company's going under, right? Like, what's that say about me? Um, yeah, but I, I remember this, I remember that show. It was like a four-way match. I think it was like myself, Bobby Roode, uh, Mr. Kennedy, and I don't know if it was like James Storm or there was a fourth person in there. 
God, I can't remember. Um, yeah, but it was like an elimination match. Came down to me and Bobby, and I think I've told this story before. Uh, when he said he wanted to take the Canadian Destroyer for the for the final move of the match, and I I tried to talk him into it for the past ten years of my life. Like when we wrestled like on pay per view and uh, uh, you know television and stuff like that, he's never wanted to do the Canadian Destroyer. And I'm like, hey, whatever, dude. So when he actually said he came up to me and said I want to do the Destroyer, I'm like, dude, you're smoking some crack today. Because you want to do it today in front of like, you know, a, a, a 50, it's, it was more than 50 people, but like 50 people instead of the, when the world was watching. And then after he did the, the, the destroyer, man, he took it so beautifully. Um, I, I was, I was shocked and I looked at him on the mat as I was going over to cover him. And I was like, Bobby, that was awesome. And he's just like laying on his back, eyes closed and just goes, textbook and i was like uh, <laughs> ass but that's how good bobby is man like he, he knew it was gonna be good and i guess he just he let it build up between the two of us for 10 years in order to start taking the move so whatever man all right well remember head over to wrestling perspective podcast.com to get all the podcasts by the way there wrestling Inc. news we have the sharpshooter blog just go over you can Go and subscribe to the podcast, Wrestling Inc., and uh, everything over at WrestlingPerspectivePodcast.com. Uh, you can get Petey and my Twitter, our Facebook page, everything, Petey. Yeah, Twitter. My Twitter is IPDWilliams, and uh, you can find everything on there that you need to know. And I'm at Dennis77Farrell. We'll see you next week, guys. <laughs>